What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. This is episode 12. I had a lot of fun recording this podcast. Um, I had some things written down that I was wanting to go over, but sometimes when you just start the show, it kind of takes you in different directions than you had previously planned for. So it gets a little screwy in there a little bit. Um, I also might have had a couple of uh, special gummy bears before this show, so that might make a little bit of sense too um, when you hear some of the off-the-wall shit. But it was a lot of fun to record. Um, sorry about the delay in between podcasts. I have a huge announcement coming in a couple weeks, so I'm going to have a lot more time on my hands to be able to record a lot of these and record more videos and do more interviews and just do more uh, content based for the podcast, which makes me very, very happy. So I don't want to say too much more about the podcast. Without further ado, prove me wrong. up and welcome back to the prove me wrong podcast i went back and listened to a few other episodes guys and i gotta say i apologize it sounds like i'm almost introing the show uh repeatedly because i kind of do it in the opening monologue where i kind of tell you about like what the show is going to be about and then i do it again when the show first starts so i think the solution is to just do it in the opening and then when the show starts just start speaking and not intro the same fucking things over and over again. So if that was getting a little redundant, um, I think I caught it and I'm going to test this out for a little bit and just see if this is any better because nobody wants to hear me repeat myself. It, it's tough enough making sure you don't repeat yourself from show to show. So if I'm doing it within the same show, then something's got to change. But I've been off for a few weeks. Um, it's been depressing what's been going on, right? Um, I'm not going to get into too much of the Vegas stuff or any of the Trump stuff today. I think people are just kind of tired of it. Um, I know I get tired of it. We just kind of spoke about that in the last episode a little bit. But um, if you were in Vegas or if you have friends that were in Vegas, um, I hope they're okay. If not, um, I apologize about that as well, too. Uh, you guys probably saw me get into the thoughts and prayer debate again. Um, I won't get into that today. I just want to say that I did find a GoFundMe that I chose to donate to. Um, I hope that some of you guys found it in your hearts to donate money out there as well. But um, I did not have prayers per se, but I did donate money to a GoFundMe that blew up. And I think it had like over two million bucks or so or something I saw from Rogan. But like I said, I don't want to get into the Second Amendment stuff. I mean, do you have the answers? I don't have the answers. Are you an expert? I'm not an expert. So let's not get into deep waters and get over our head here. Um, I don't know. Something's got to probably change, right? Maybe it shouldn't. I, I, I don't know. But let's let's not get into that. Uh, it was super sad what happened there, especially since I've been going to a lot of shows lately. It kind of makes you realize that, fuck, I mean, something can go off at uh, any moment. and But we'll forget about it in a couple weeks, you know. Isn't that the way this kind of always goes? Um, something horrendous like this happens. It'll be on front page news or on Fox and CNN for a week maybe two weeks if it has some real legs. And then we kind of just go back to our regularly scheduled programming and forget these instances ever happened. Um, you know, if a hurricane hits or something like that coming soon, 
or I think one maybe is already on the way. We'll stop talking about Vegas all over again and we'll just continue on. So, um, it, but it did open my eyes. You, you realize that in any moment something could happen. But like I said, um, give it a month's time and I'll probably forget it even happened when you kind of just on to the next one, on to the next one. But uh, still going to be an orphan. Family's still moving to Texas. <laughs> Tried to uh, talk them into staying, but it looks like they are leaving. I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, had a good time. Went and saw my buddies Tom and Wes um, that work on this tour for Cruella. Wes wasn't out there uh, on this recent show, but he's been their head engineer, and their boy Julian's been doing all the lights and visual effects for the shows. It's CDM people, okay? I told you. I'm a changed man since Coachella. I'm about that EDM life now. If <laughs> you've been seeing me on Instagram, I mean, look at it. How many EDM shows did you see last year compared to this? It's um, it's probably tenfold. But I have some buddies that have been working on the tour, so I told them I was going to buy a ticket. So I went out to go catch them out in um, Hollywood, and then I'm actually going to go see them again in New York at the uh, beginning of November. Uh, Brian that you guys have heard on this podcast before if you know Brian um, he's gonna meet me out there so we're gonna go out there we'll be out there for the UFC fight also that takes place on the Saturday at MSG and there's three title fights on there and my girl Joanna Janjacek Joanna Janjacek um if you don't know who she is just look up Joanna champion she's she's bae I, I used to be a Mila Kunis fan nope no longer Joanna Janjacek I think that's how you pronounce it. It's certainly not how you spell it. When If you try and Google it, it's going to be like, but it will not be Jan Jacek, but I think that's how you pronounce it. But she's going to be fighting on that card. Um, Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw is fighting for that, on that card for uh, the belt. And then also Michael Bisbing versus GSP. They also have a belt on the line. So trying to figure out if I'm going to splurge and go to the fight, or if we're just going to go find some local bar in New York and just drink and watch the fight, it's kind of a toss-up at this moment. But if you have gone to New York recently, or if you have any suggestions of places, send them my way. Look, I, I know where Fridays is down there. I know where Chili's is down there. I need something different, okay? I mean, if you know about where to find a good chopped cheese, let me know. If you know of a good speakeasy there, let me know. I know there's a place there called the Grayson, so I'm definitely going to go there. And they spell it correctly. It is G-R-A-Y-S-O-N. I've had a couple of different friends when they go out to New York have like sent me selfies. And they're like, oh my God, the Grayson. And that was something you never had as a kid at all. When you have a different name, like I imagine Grayson's probably more common today than it was when I was a kid. But you know, like when you'd go to Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm and you'd go and look on those little spinning racks and they'd have like the license plate with your name on it or the bracelet with your name on it. I never got those. I was never able to buy one of those. They'd have Gregory. They'd have Jason. My parents would try and talk me into the Jason one. Like, it's close enough, son. It's not the same. It's not the same. So I saw there was a cool-looking bar named The Grayson in, uh, I think it's in Brooklyn. So I'll probably go and check that out. But it's been a while since I've been out to New York. I don't know if you guys have ever been there before or not, but... I dig the hustle of it. I've been there once in the spring, and that'll be my second time in November going. I went once for Thanksgiving a few years back. Um, but I might have to go buy new clothes. I'm such a California kid. I didn't know you needed like different clothes for the cold. I mean, sure, if you're going to go to Alaska or to the Antarctic, I would imagine you need different clothes there. But it didn't even like cross my mind 
when we were in New York for Thanksgiving a few years back that my vans might not like just keep my feet warm enough. We were there watching the damn Mises Day, uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. My dad is a sucker for parades. So I've gone to the Rose Parade numerous times. I've gone to the Macy's Day Parade. I mean, that's got to be something that's going to die out with this last generation, isn't it? I mean, are do you take your kids to parades if you have kids? Are you excited about parades? I mean, my dad gets excited about parades. If you're taking your kids, I understand it. If you're just trying to say, hey, let's go do something with the little Rugrats and let's give them an hour of fun, I totally get going to the parades. But do you get stoked? Do you drink? Have I been like missing that whole side of it? Do people just sit there and drink the whole time and just hit it from me as a kid? Is that why they enjoy it? But we were sitting there at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I don't know, it wasn't that cold. I mean, it was like in the 40s or 50s, but there was like 20 mile an hour winds. I'm wearing skinny jeans. I'm wearing Vans. The skinny jeans aren't keeping my legs warm. My ankle socks and my Vans aren't keeping my feet warm. So I've been looking at the weather for New York and making sure I don't have to go buy something different. But it never crossed my my mind that my Vans wouldn't keep my feet warm enough. I always saw the dudes in Timberlands and I just thought they were like an homage to Wiggers from like 2004. I didn't realize that those boots actually served a function. But I guess that's what happens when you grow up in Southern California your whole life. It just never really even occurs to you. Because even when you go to the mountains, I mean, let's say you go up to Mountain High or Big Bear for the day. You're not having to take different clothes. I've never, I've gone up to Mammoth before, and I didn't buy different shoes there. It was just like, okay, I'm here for a couple of days. I'll wear the Vans. But I didn't realize that if you live in like a place like New York, the Vans aren't going to cut it one bit. You're going to need some boots. But I don't want to buy boots to just be there three days. That's retarded. But I'm excited to go see Corella again. I'm excited to go watch those UFC fights. Um, it'll be dope because I've always just done New York with my family and they kind of do the Disneyland of tours. I mean, I just mentioned the Thanksgiving day parade. Um, most of our time is spent in times square or somewhere near times square. So this time I kind of want to get in a little bit of trouble, get on the subway, go do a little subway hopping, maybe just get lost. That's one of my favorite things to do when I'm traveling, whether it's in Europe or if I'm just experiencing a new state just by myself is I just go, I just go. Like last year when I went to Seattle, I just had the Uber drop me off at the Pike Market or whatever it was. I just walked. I didn't know where it was going. I had nothing planned. Found a weed shop, picked up some edibles, walked around, found some cool bars on my own, would ask a bartender where the next spot to go is. And that's kind of how I made my way. That's how I like to make my way um, whenever I'm checking out somewhere new. So maybe we'll just take um, a subway somewhere and just hop off and see what kind of trouble we can get into. So I'm... I'm really pumped for that. New York's a cool town that I really enjoy. And we should be able to get uh, old Grayson into some shenanigans when we get there. But I, I wanted to open this show differently. But right as I was about to start it, I hopped on Instagram again. So I have to interject and talk about this first. I'm not going to go down the same path of inspirational meme person. We've been there. But this is... This is a sister city, if you will. This is a sister road. These roads run parallel to each other, a motivational meme person. Because we've talked about it before, the motivational meme person, that their life's really just crumbling. They're sitting there going, happy life. They're not. They're not. But there's been this new trend, and I'm not sure if you've seen it on your feed. Maybe it's just my feedback loop 
of this. These are the ten, the people I tend to follow. But right before I hopped on to do this show, I saw a girl with a selfie. Inspirational quote that she wrote herself. You should not be able to quote yourself unless you've done like something truly inspirational. Like if I go on the Wikipedia page of inspirational and you go down to the section of like inspirational figures, your name better be on that fucking list for you to write your own inspirational quote about yourself. But the best part about this inspirational quote is she was talking to the ladies. It was one of those typical posts like, hey, ladies, be happy with who you are. Don't change who you are. You are perfect. One of those. Clearly, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Clearly, I've added my own inflection. Not sure that's how she intended it to be read, but hey, I'm the, I'm the reader of this post. And as she's telling ladies, have self-love, you be you. She did this all with a selfie of herself with a filter on her face. So how, how, how dare you try and tell other women to be inspired by your post about being yourself when you can't even use your real face in the photo, you're using a fucking filter. What is going on here, people? How does she not see it when she is making this post? And I get that maybe I do some contradictory things too, but if I'm telling you, hey, you, you be you, there better not be a filter on my face. And I'm not talking about like the colored filter. I'm talking about like the filter that puts like the crowns on your face, that gives you different shaped eyes, different shaped lips, you know, makes you not look like you. So how dare you tell other girls to just be you? When you're wearing a filter on your face that makes it not look like you. How do you not see that? What is going on? The only thing that is more egregious than that is when I don't know what the app is called. Ladies, you're going to have to tell me. Some of you use it in your own photos. But the only name I can imagine it would be called is like Mario Paint Bucket. It's that app where the girls like go to like smooth out their cheeks. You'll see them smooth out their nose, smooth out their forehead a little bit. And do they think this looks good? Do they think this looks better? Do they think we don't see what is going on here? Like unless your face is made of putty, of Play-Doh, there is no way you should be able to smear your face that way you're doing it in the photo. Like all of a sudden your eyes are just a different color, your forehead has just been a washed. What, what is going on here? Do they think we're not privy to what's going on? That we don't understand what they're doing? Are they just like, fuck it? This will look better than my actual face anyways. And I see hot chicks do it. Like girls that you would already say are like in, in the 8 to 10 category range. They're doing the same thing too. Like, holy shit, 
Is your confidence that low that you're having to d- put Play-Doh app face on? You're hot. Some of you ugly girls, okay, I get it. But the good-looking ones, what's going on here? Who do you think you're fooling? Or maybe they're just happy. I don't... Hey, if it makes you feel better about yourself, okay. What do you think is going to happen? Like, what about the people that are only social media friends? Then you meet that person in real life and they look nothing like the photo. You you see it even on Tinder or Bumble. Not that I've been on those apps before, but buddies have sent me screenshots where they have the face filter on their face. Like you're trying to attract someone and you look like a deer. Trying to attract someone and you look like a koala. If that's the dude you're trying to attract, honey. You might just want to get off social media altogether. Because if he sees that and he sees Koala and he thinks, hey, hey, swipe right, that dude might be into kinkier things than you're prepared to deal with. But so many of them have it. So many of them have it. And I'm not, it's not like I don't use like the Instagram filters. It happens. If I take a picture of a sunset, I definitely want to make that sunset look better than the picture I actually took. I've been known to use a little app to make my face look a little bit tanner than it is. Okay. But I'm not out there posting inspirational quotes about you being you and not even using my own face. Guys are guilty of it too, but without the app. They usually, it's like fitness guy that'll do it. Or they'll like have like the picture from behind as they're looking over a sunset and they're telling you never to give up on your goals or some bullshit like that. But to not see the irony, the hypocrisy in telling others to be just like themselves when you're not even willing to do that in an Instagram post. Go fuck yourself. Kill yourself. How dare you? As Rogan would say, as Brendan Shaw would say, how dare you? Who do you think you are? Drives me crazy. I can't be the only one. If you see these out there, tag me in there. Give me fuel for the fire. Just keep piling on. Tag me, Grayson underscore Gregory. I want to see him if you see these things. It'll just be our little secret. We won't tell all these people that I'm secretly just talking shit behind their back. It's okay. You can just send it my way. And we'll have a good laugh about it later. It would mean the world to me. I mean, I'm about to be an orphan if you listen to the last episode, okay? An orphan, god damn it. Family's moving to Texas, so I need a little bit of love. I need a little bit of laughter in my life. But when I see these, these ladies that are doing this or the fellas that are doing it, like, who is that person in real life? Like, what is that hypocrisy? How can you see that in, like, the 3D world? And the only thing I can think of is like the bumper sticker person. Like what? Like granted, I have a us versus them sticker on my truck that's been there for like two years. So that's as close to like a bumper sticker as I I can get. But the people that are posting like the don't be an asshole bumper stickers or the baby on board bumper stickers or I'm voting for bumper stickers or the one you see usually on the back of a Prius, the coexist bumper stickers. Do they think they're changing the world one bumper sticker at a time? Do they think that at each red light, someone's going to read that bumper sticker and their lives are going to change? 
do they think when they see, oh, baby on board, you know what, I was gonna run into you, but I saw there's a baby on board, I'm just gonna avoid that. Do you think the person that was gonna go out and do harm to another race or to someone based solely on religion is gonna walk by that Prius and go, nope, changing my ways, changing my ways. This 2010 Prius just inspired me. It's time to coexist, people. It's time to coexist. Can't we all get along? To take your car and to put a bumper sticker on it, like especially for like the presidential candidates, are you merely doing it just so you can let other people know, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton right here, I'm with her, Trump train, whoop, whoop. I hope that's what it's for, is that you just are trying to tell the rest of the world this is what team you're on. But you just know there's some people out there who's like, no, I'm going to inspire somebody. I'm going to inspire somebody. They're going to see my Trump bumper sticker. They're going to be with him. You have the liberal that's driving around in the Prius saying, I'm with her. She just wants everybody else to know that she's with her. And she too thinks, you know what? There might be a guy going by on a fixed gear bike that was thinking about voting for Elizabeth Warren or thinking about voting for Gary Johnson, but now they're with her. And it's because of me. It's because of me and my bumper sticker and my bumper sticker. I mean, you take the coexist bumper sticker and you got little icons on there that have been fighting with other little icons on there for millennia, but coexist, coexist. You're right. You know what? Why didn't they just think of that before? We should have just sent an airplane across the sky. Like, you know, the one you see at the beach or like when you're at a football game and they'll spray um, the chemtrails from behind. I'm just kidding, guys. But you'll see the, the white trail marks and they'll spell out something. Why don't they just go over the Gaza Strip and just put out coexist? Everyone will look to the sky. Peace will be amongst us. There will be no more war. How did we not think of this before? All we had to do was coexist. Bumper sticker person's crazy. The coexist bumper sticker person is crazy. Nope, I was going to hate him. But now I'm going to coexist. And let's not get too much into the Trump stuff here, people. You hear it enough as it is. I'm sorry to just drop this on you already, but you see a little bit of the Rocket Man stuff. You see him talking about going to war with North Korea. And it's actually a meme that I saw going around a few weeks ago. And I think this is what we should do. It said, if leaders want to go to war, then they should just battle off and that be the war. Of course, the meme was broken down and I paraphrased the meme a little bit. But I think that's the solution. Because think of it this way. Let's say we were going to go to war with another country. No more militaries. They take their top 10 leaders, we take our top 10 leaders, we put it on pay-per-view, we put it in a cage, we all watch together, and they duke it out, and pay-per-view will do huge numbers. But no more killing of thousands of people, no more million people dead, we just let the leaders go and fight it out amongst themselves. It's the perfect solution. Then you no longer end up with Trump. Then you no longer end up with Hillary Clinton. Then you no longer end up with George Bush, Ronald Reagan. I can go down the lines. Then you end up with people like Chuck Waddell, Ronda Rousey, 
Johnny Bones Jones. Then we end up with some bad motherfuckers that know how to fight and are really willing to put it on the line. That's what we need. Then you don't have any more of these goobers. Like, could you imagine? We could just send Paige Van Zant to go fight Kim Jong-un at that point. She'll fuck him up. Hey, we're champions. That's how this should go. No more sending 18-year-olds to war. I think we need to change this entire system. I think it should be our 10 top officials versus their top 10 officials. Put it on pay-per-view. Put it in a cage. And we'll all watch together as a world. Bringing people together. And if we win, hey, we promise not to fuck up your country too much. It'll probably get a little bit better for you this way. At least not a lot of people have to die. And if you win, well, Americans, get prepared. It's going to get bad over here. We're going to get hungry. You're going to wish you were be able to kneel for the anthem at that moment. Things are going to get bad. You wouldn't want to lose to Kim Jong-un. That, that would be horrible, right? You wouldn't want to lose to Ahmadinejad down in Iran. That, that would probably be horrible. But no more wars with these militaries. Fuck it. Let's go top 10 officials versus top 10 officials. You wouldn't end up with these over-the-hill candidates that just think, oh, we'll just go to war. No big deal. Pushing the button. Ha <laughs> ha. Would they be doing that if it was their ass on the line? If they were the ones that had to go fight the war? I'm saying not. Would you have frumpy Trump in there? No. You have like, anybody know who Jocko Willink is? You know who Cameron Haynes is? Those are like the type of guys you would have. Jocko has this awesome podcast. I think it's just called the Jocko Podcast. Um, but he's a fucking animal. He's been on Tim Ferriss' show and Sam Harris's show and Rogan a couple times and now has this really famous podcast, but he's an old SEAL guy. That's the type of person you would have at the helm. You wouldn't have these frumpy pieces of shit. You wouldn't have these lifelong politicians. There'd be no much more such thing as lifelong politicians because some of them would die off. Some of them would literally be killed in battle. That's the way to go. I'm tired of this sending 5,000 troops here and 10,000 troops here. Here, you guys want to go to war? You go do it. You wouldn't have to worry about impeachment of these people anymore. They'd all step down tomorrow. This, guys, I might be onto something here. This is how you drain the swamp. Let's get all the pussy politicians out there. Let's get some bad motherfuckers in there that know how to actually fight. And let's start, if we're going to be Team America, this is what we should start pushing to all the other countries. No more death. Everybody's going to be okay. Just top 10 leaders versus top 10 leaders. What could go wrong with that? It would clear out all these frumpy, fat politicians that we have that aren't in shape just sit there and pop Adderall to wake up, pop a Xanax to sleep. They don't do anything. They just collect paychecks. Let's clean. Let's clear the house. Let's clear the house. I think I'm on to something here, guys. Top 10 politicians versus top 10 politicians. I was also thinking, I mean, you saw the response that, um, was it Hurricane Ehrman down in Houston? Like that had through J.J. Watt or you saw the response in Vegas through the GoFundMes of people raising money themselves. And as it kind of parlays back into the political talk a little bit, I think until these assholes start balancing their budget, not allowed to raise any more taxes. In fact, I almost think we should do away with taxes totally. If you like, if you listen to any libertarians, 
they'll tell you that taxation is theft 100% of the time. But I think there might be a better way. Like I said, you saw it in Houston. You saw it in Vegas. How much money poured in through these crowdfunding accounts, through these GoFundMe accounts. And it was just regular old people donating money without being asked to. I mean, outside of seeing a Facebook post, it was just people knowing that there was other people that were in need, other people that were down, and that we should probably help them out. I don't know how many individual donors either one of those got, but you would just see the numbers climb. It'd be 1 million, then 3 million, then 5 million, then 10 million. And correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but I thought JJ Watt was it was it 100 million? Was it 10 million? I I don't know what the number was. It was one of those two numbers. But if I say 100 and it was 10, I look like a buffoon. If I say 10 and it was 100, but I have no producer here to help me out. So it was a large number of money. But I think since the politicians can't balance their budget, since they keep just wanting to raise taxes, since they keep wanting to go to all these wars and spend money on these bullshit studies, I mean, you hear about it every day. I don't know if you guys saw the guy and it was pretty popular on Reddit about a month or so ago that they were needing a new staircase. And the city was quoting that it was going to cost like 150 grand for four stairs to go to the, down a park. The dude did it for like 1500 grand. He said, "Hey, citizen, like to help out." The city came in and demolished his staircase in lieu of spending the tax dollars to to um, purchase this new expensive concrete staircase that served the same function. I think we're tired of so no new taxes. I think we're tired of giving them money. I think the way it should be now, now it's 2017. Fuck taxes altogether. Only crowdfunding moving forward. Only crowdfunding. You want to go to war? Start a GoFundMe account. Let's see how many people really put their money where their mouth is and choose to go to war. No more raising taxes for this shit, okay? You guys want to give yourselves a raise? Crowdfund it. Let's see how much money is actually given to that. No more raising taxes for this. You crowdfund it, and if you get the money, go for it. But step one would be only individuals. No corporations would be able to put money into this. Just United States citizens would be able to put pay their taxes or put money into this crowdfunding. No corporations whatsoever. Knock that out right now. There'd be no more lobbying. We'd have to put like a cap on what everybody could donate. Like let's just say it could only be up to 5% of money earned that year. Remember, there's not going to be any more taxes coming out of your paycheck leading up. You're going to get all the money and then at the end of the year, crowdfunding will start and you get to donate your money. So maybe we'll just put a 5% cap on it. Or maybe we say you have to donate up to 5%. You want to talk about having to pay taxes? I'd be okay with that. Let's just say... 5% of your money you have to give to one of these crowdfund accounts. But you could also do it on the local level. So say there was a measure for a new park. You can donate your money that way. New YMCA center. Well, I guess the YMCA is not owned by the government. But a new um, multi-purpose center for kids to be able to go hang out in. You'd crowdfund the money for that. But how many people on a federal level would still be donating it to some of this bullshit that they're trying to push through? And you'd feel better about it. Because when I don't, I donate to a few different charities a month, and then like when something crazy happens, like the Vegas shooting thing, then I'll donate to like a local cause. I'm not donating to the Red Cross. I'm not donating to anything where I'm not sure where the money's going to. And I'm not saying this to be like, "Ooh, look at me!" 
But every month I donate to um, Justin Wren's charity that you guys know about. He's been on the show, uh, Dig Deeper and or Water For. Um, I'm just on a payment plan, so I donate to them every month. Um, every three months, I donate to um, a place called MAPS. It's the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. Here, I'll say that one more time. It's MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. And they've just been on the forefront with Rick Dobbin out there since really, I think, 1978. Um, and using different compounds like psilocybin and MDMA and even LSD and helping people with PTSD and just a myriad of issues, and they're having great results, and they're about to go into stage three trial on it. And since these drugs are illegal, the government doesn't give them any money to fund any of these studies, so it's all by individual donations. So that's a charity I feel good in giving money to because I know it's directly helping people, and I can follow the dollars there. So, and when you give to a charity, when you give your time, I mean, the holidays are coming up. A lot of you guys will go and help uh, feed the homeless or do different things like that. You feel good about yourself afterwards, right? It's a self-fulfilling thing. You give money to people. It helps them out. It comes full circle. I mean, it could even be simply if you like pull over to help someone change a tire. You feel better about yourself after the fact, right? There's not really much that you can control in it. You just do. It's just this oxytocin response that you help them so you feel better about yourself. Because get fucked. Who, when they're paying their taxes, when they sign that check over to Uncle Sam or pay it through TurboTax or whatever they're doing, how many of you go, oh, I paid my taxes. I feel so much better about helping out my community. I'm so glad this money is going to be spent well. Thank you, government. Thank you for all that you do. I'll wait. Are any of you doing that? Oh, that was my phone going off. Sorry, guys. I don't think so. If you're that person that pays your taxes and you feel good about yourself afterwards and you are you know that that money is going to a good cause, hit me up. I want to meet you. I want to shake your hand because you would be like a fucking unicorn. It don't exist. No one feels good after they pay their taxes, but you feel good when you give to a local charity or give to a charity where you know where the money is actually going to. So if we got rid of taxes and we just started crowdfunding these things, then it would be this positive feedback loop as well. You'd see your hard-earned dollars go into something. You need that road fixed. No problem. We got money for that. I think people would probably even give more on top of it if they knew they were helping each other out. Like no more sending drug um, drug users to jail. No more the war on drugs. Let's actually open centers and help people out. No more putting them in cages. If there was these local centers and you were donating money to it, and then like your friend or your uncle or maybe you got help by like this rehab center, then it would make you want to donate more money into it as well. No more new taxes. Crowdfund this bitch. I'm over it. You want to go to war, politicians? You go to war. Let's see who we voted next time around. But it would instantly kill off this Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump bullshit. It drives me fucking nuts. There's got to be a better way. We, we I kind of brought it up in the last episode as well. Like if something started today, it would seem so weird. And I brought up the analogy of if we started like a national anthem today 
or if we started up just the Pledge of Allegiance today, never had those things before, how weird it would be. And it kind of got me thinking over the last couple of weeks, how many other things like that would be so strange if we just started doing it today and didn't have a history of doing these things. Like, look at the laws that we can currently be pulled over for or a cop can stop us for and ask us to give him money for. Maybe not at that moment. Maybe not like it's like a Mexico with a bribe, but you're going to have to go to a court date and you're going to have to pay the government money. If we never had the law before, like let's just say we started a new country, starts today. New America starts today, October 15th, 2017. What would you allow? What would you not allow? Like take jaywalking, for instance. We all know that you probably shouldn't walk through a crowded street. Not a good idea. But if it's not a crowded street and you happen to walk across because no one's coming, should you really be able to be have a cop stop you for it and have to pay a fine for you just being an adult and walking across the street? Oh, nope, you didn't walk through the checkered lines over here that we have painted for you? You're supposed to wait for the little green man to get up and says, start walking? Here's a $350 fine. If we started it today, would we allow that to happen? Now we have the internet. Now we can spread knowledge. I don't think we need this big brother enforcer to be saying, pay up. Learn your lesson. You owe us money. Pay up. We have the internet now. I understand that if you thought the only way to get people to start wearing seatbelts before, like once seatbelts are implemented into cars to get them to do it, you had to write a law because you didn't think people would understand or really grasp it because you didn't have a way to spread knowledge. Well, now we have a way to spread knowledge. I understand you should wear your seatbelt. I wear my seatbelt. But if you choose not to, should that warrant a man in a uniform or a woman in a uniform pulling you over, writing you a ticket, and making you pay the government money for doing something wrong. If you started that today, would you allow that? I understand you're supposed to wear your seatbelt, but now you can watch a YouTube video and say, oh, that's that's probably what we should do. We should probably start wearing our seatbelts, kids. I'm even okay with that. Let's say you want to pull over someone because their kids aren't wearing a seatbelt. Okay. Then you're affecting others. You're an asshole. But if it's just you... Should they be able to take money from you? I'm a libertarian in this sense that, hey, people are going to do well with some freedoms. Other people are going to do worse. Some people are going to cry. I mean, take, think about this. When you're driving at night, no cars, open intersection, you see it. But you sit there and you just wait at that red light. And you wait at that red light. And you wait at that red light. You could have just gone. You live in a free country. But you're worried about getting pulled over and you're worried about getting extorted by the man. But would it really harm anybody? Look, the morons are going to be morons. Let them die off. That's what evolution's all about. Darwin had it right. Adapt or die. Survival of the fittest. We can't take care of the morons within our society. They're going to die off anyways. But you don't have to... Write him a ticket for being an idiot. Let him do it. As Bill Hicks says, the earth got a little bit lighter. No big deal. 
And wouldn't that kind of help the police relations with the people too? If we just started today, how many of these laws would you still have on the books? Then we would just have, I mean, granted you need cops to enforce the bad guys, the really bad guys of the bunch. But if you have a different colored sticker on your car from 2016 until 2017, should you have to pay the government 500 bucks? These victimless crimes, if you're smoking pot in your house, should a cop should be able to come up down and bust your door? If you're smoking pot in your backyard, should that be something you should be thrown into a cage for? If this all started anew today, what would we allow them to put us in cages for? I think we look back at some of the more egregious penalties that were had in previous civilizations, whether it was putting those people in, what were those called? Like, were they locks? Where they have like the hands and the face bound together through those wood planks? Put them out for public shaming? Like women getting stoned to death, death, like that still happens in parts of the world. You see these things and you go, what were those barbarians doing? But if you take a step back and if we started today, isn't there a lot of things that we're putting people in cages for or the government saying that you owe us money for that they have no business doing? I mean, the taxes are bad enough, but when we look at, and it's all about protect and serve, obey my commands, obey, obey. It's against the law. I'm supporting the law. What if the laws suck? We should be able to just change these laws up. The problem is the federal government's now overstepped its boundaries. I mean, like let's say you live in, like my parents live in a community called Bear Creek. It's a gated community. They have their own security guard, have their own HOA. How about you make up your own rules in there? Say la vie. You guys want to eat shrooms to go run down the street? Perfectly fine. No one's going to come and fuck with you. But we are, we're trying to control the masses with some of these things, and we should just let people be. If we gave the cops less things to be able to pull us over for or write us tickets for, instantly improve relations. They're no longer always on guard. We're no longer always think they're trying to fuck with us. Instantly, overnight, things would get better. We just got to make new rules. We got to take some of these old laws off the book. I wish we could just start... A new. I wish like every, maybe not four years, but like every 10 years, we kind of just get to wipe the slate clean and write a new constitution and see what works for us that year. Things move too quickly now. The government can't keep up with technology. This, it's worked, the constitution's worked so far, but it's not prepared for the future we live in now. So we should change some of it up. Why do you still have to go to a polling place? Let's have some encrypted network that can be watched by multiple sides so we make sure there's no tomfoolery. And we vote that way. I got my thumbprint on my phone already. Let's vote that way. Let's pay our taxes by crowdfunding. As Rogan always says, we're still living in a world where people wrote the Constitution with a penned feather or a feathered pen. Things have changed now. Now we send our thoughts through the air via cell phones. We're sending selfies. Constitution's not prepared for this. It's time to start making some changes. Who's with me? I just can't continue this way. Like, who are we going to get for the next presidential election? Got another year and Trump's going to start campaigning for that. 
Does it get worse than what we've had? But we could easily thin the herd if we just changed the rules of engagement in war and started making politicians go fight for themselves. Fuck you. You guys want to put in a new healthcare thing? Then you have to abide by that healthcare too. You want to make a new minimum wage law? Fine. Then all of your staffers have to abide by the same minimum wage laws. I'm tired of this horse shit where they get to implement rules for us to follow, but they don't follow it themselves. You hear it on the news? Oh, Congress is closed down for a month. Must be nice, assholes. Fucking out of touch pricks. It's time to change the system. It's time to change the system. Who's with me? Tupac was right. It's on us to, to change the system. What was the quote? Of course, now it's going to escape me. I have it written down because I knew I'd forget it. Oh, let's change the way... He starts out with, it's time for us people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old world wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we got to do to survive. Start making some fucking changes, people. I'm tired of this archaic system. People are eating better. You see them on Instagram. We're treating each other better as a whole. And your community, there's not a ton of issues, right? People are generally pretty nice. When there's chaos that happens, like at the hurricane, or like in Vegas, sure, people, like with the hurricane, you'll see the news fixate on the looters. Hey, looters are assholes. What are you going to say? But there's a difference between looting a footlocker and looting a grocery store. If people are stealing shit from a grocery store, hey, you're hungry. I get it. But fuck the looters. But you also hear, I mean, how many stories in Vegas were about somebody shielding a stranger, taking bullets for a stranger, helping out a stranger? In Irma, you saw the people driving down to go and help them out. How many people went and tried to save a neighbor, help a stranger? It's all over the place. So we are treating each other better. I just look at it like the domestication of humans is that when you look at evolution, you see like where the dog used to be the wolf and now you have this domesticated dog that can't fend for itself and you have to feed it every morning or it's going to whimper and cry and it's no longer a wolf. That is now what humans are where we used to be um, chimps and now we are this domesticated human that's no longer, if it's hot outside, we flick it and now it's cold inside. If it's cold outside, we flick a switch and now it's warm inside. We're not used, we're, we're used to being, having to endure these elements and endure invading nations and endure our neighbors trying to come and kill us in olden times. But now we're cooler to each other. So that's one aspect of it. It's just, we're, we're, we're getting better at it, but it's time to start making some changes. I'm over the old shit. Who's with me? So that is this episode of the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Um, I have some big news coming up next what's the date maybe in two weeks um yeah two weeks coming up uh, so i'll do another podcast then and let you guys know everything what's been going on um i will be able to say this much there's going to be a lot more content being created soon a lot more videos a lot more podcasts on the weekly and i'm gonna have some more time to be able to do these things so it's very exciting um, New York's going to be dope as shit. Family's moving to Texas. <laughs> I'm going to be a 31-year-old orphan, but I'm happy for him. So um, not much you can do about that. So thanks again, guys, for listening to this episode of the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Please go rate and review, rate and review the podcast. Um, if you have any issues with it, let me know. But please go rate and review the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Until next week, stay black. Stay black.